Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. He's Matt. Yep. I'm Dory. There we go. Yep. Henry's asleep. What do we call this? Retreat edition? (laughs) Vegas edition? Yeah. We're both going on our own forms of meditative retreats this weekend. On our anniversary. Yep. I don't understand it any more than you do, everyone. Well... I didn't choose the dates for this retreat and I was like, will Matt be upset if I ask if I can go on this retreat on our anniversary? But I was like, he hasn't talked about planning anything for our anniversary. This Whatever. Was, uh, first of all, this was, how long ago did you find out about this? I found out about it a few months ago. And but when I, did you tell me? Um, Maybe like two months ago. Yeah. So no, two months ago, I was not planning our fourth anniversary. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, I don't you know. Because we had a three-month-old at the time. I don't know if my brain 
sort of uh, sure. made that leap. You recently became a vegetarian, so all of our favorite restaurants were out. <laughs> uh-huh. So, you know, uh, would I prefer to spend my anniversary? Yeah, I wish it was a different weekend that you were going, but by all means, it's only happening that weekend. It's like you could choose a different weekend. And True. you're very much looking forward to it. I am. And the not secret secret is, quite frankly, I'll go to Vegas. That's fine with me. If, you're, you're, if you have to go somewhere. You're going with your boys. I'm going. I'm going with my boys and one of their families. Yep. Um, but I would like us to find another time we can celebrate our anniversary. Yep. Probably won't happen until the week after. Mm-hmm. You know, because of work and stuff. Yeah. When should we do that? I just, we don't need to plan this right now. We don't? No, not on the podcast, certainly. Oh, okay. Do you think we do? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so we're both going away this weekend. Mm-hmm. By this weekend, it will have been last weekend. We mean the, the day some of you are listening to yeah, this. Yeah, because we're recording this on end. Wednesday night. Yeah, your parents are coming in. Tomorrow night. To watch young Henry. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I am going to work Friday. Mm-hmm. Got a production meeting. We're shooting some stuff. And then after that, I'm, I've been let loose. I was thinking about taking your car. No. But then I was like, your parents won't. Yeah have a car yeah and i'm annoyed that's... by that because my car needs to go in for service now Ew. and it can't well i my friend is driving but she hurt her eye recently and she had asked me if i could drive and i was like yeah we can take my car and then i was like oh my parents won't have a car so i like i already thought about this and was like i can drive your car to my friend because i want to leave my <laughs> then they could take my car they love a little coupe. It's a four-door. It's a sedan. Okay. I was just saying they need a car. I assumed you were taking your car to Las Vegas. Well, you know, I hadn't thought about the... Well, my car, like, it's, you know, you know, get that little thing. It's like, service due in 800 miles. Yeah. That's what it says right now. Okay. So Vegas is, what, 300? That's true. All right, fine. I mean, I don't know. Look, we're going to push it, everybody. Push it to the limit. I- I'm sure it's fine. I think so, too. Yeah. Those are suggestions. <laughs> Although my car, like, will tell me, buddy, come on, schedule this thing. Yeah. I can, I'll do, I can do it from inside the car. Whoa. Yeah. I can do it from inside the car, too. Cars are fancy now. They are. They all are connected to internets. They're watching us all the time. Yeah. I just read Edward Snowden's uh, memoir. Uh huh. So I'm like, oh, we're just being surveilled constantly. Oh my God, we were uh, sitting. One of our costumers were talking about Cirque du Soleil, and we just were talking about it. And then she's like, "I've never looked at Cirque du Soleil on my phone. I've never talked about it other than right now." And there's an Instagram ad for Cirque du Soleil on my phone. Mm-hmm. I bet I'm gonna have one. Yep. It's crazy. It is crazy. Why? It's. I mean, I know why. It works. I've been targeted many times by Instagram yes, ads. Yes, and you've bought ridiculous things. And I've had things. some Chinese treats come in my way. <laughs> it's just like, what am I doing? 
Yeah. Right now, they're really trying to buy, get me to buy these wood clamps that clamp corners of cabinets together so that I can do some easy uh, joints. But but you don't need those. Correct. But they're really trying to, they're selling them hard. Don't buy them. I know. I'm not, I haven't yet. Uh, I haven't. You went from, I want to, I haven't yet. Well, you're like, I'm that you know, there might be a moment of weakness where I'm bored out of my mind and all of a sudden it's like buy these clamps for twelve dollars. I'm like, well, okay. This is why you This is Instagram. This is what I'm talking about. We're not talking about me. We're talking about you. What? No, we're talking about just targeted ads in general. We're talking about surveillance. Yes. And I'm talking about targeted ads as a form of surveillance. Yes. That is uh, true. Let me pop in here and I'll tell you how long I've been on Instagram. And then I want you to tell me how long you've been on Instagram and we'll see who needs to go off Instagram. Ready? <clears throat> I don't have my phone. I'm, I'm going in, guys. I'm going into my usage. Screen time. Let's see. Apps. What does this mean? Always allowed? Oh, you can't go by individual app? Yes, you can. Wow. Today, long day of Instagram for me. Are you ready? Yep. I bet I, I bet I was on it more than you today. Really? Yep. 51 minutes. Oh, that is a long time. Wait. Um... Oh, sorry. That's for the week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Um, wait, am I looking? Today, I was on Instagram for five minutes. Uh, my daily average of Instagram is 12 minutes. So, I mean, look. Sorry, six minutes. My daily average is 17 minutes. So, so you're five, than, you're much a higher percentage. Yeah, but I feel like you thought I was on Instagram for like hours a day. Well, tell me how long you're on Facebook. This is interesting, guys, to me. I was on Facebook for 45 minutes today. Jesus Christmas. I'm on Facebook a lot I, now. Facebook literally isn't even listed on apps I've opened. I'm on Facebook a lot now because I'm in all these groups. You know, while you're desperately trying to find... Community. Uh, 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 people that will accept you. Yep. Literally, I, the app I've, I've been on the 7-Eleven app more than Facebook, which is a total of one minute this week. What's your daily average for messages? Uh, for the week, it's 59 minutes. Mine is 43. For the, this week? My average is 43. That's a daily average? Yes. My average, my daily average is six, 14 minutes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just on my phone more. You are. It's unsettling. I will say, look at this. I'm on my daily average on Safari, yeah. 16 minutes. My daily average is six. And my daily average in my photos app is nine minutes. Mine is three minutes. Mm, well, that's okay. And my my number one game is Hotshot Casino. My number daily one, average. My number one game is Best Fiends. Twelve minutes. Um, cool. What's your daily average of what game? Let's see. Forty-five minutes. Good God. <laughs> uh. Oh, this is cool. I didn't see this. Pickups. Today, 108 pickups of my phone. Oh, I had 84. And every first used after pickup, mail. 
Minus messages. 23 times I looked right at mail. This is interesting, guys. I hope it is not interesting to some of you, but really interesting to some others of you. Maybe I should just turn off all my notifications, but then I feel like turning off my notifications makes me check things more. Weirdly. I'm very confused by that. Anyway. Look, we're talking about this kind of a thing. I'm interested in it. Yeah. Just as a as a, as a daily sort of measure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I am rarely just bopping around on the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are days that I go by where I don't ever find my phone or look at it. Yeah. Which I think makes me very, people are very surprised by that. Especially at work, people are like, what? How many days do you go over that? I was like, I don't know. Like, I'll go on hiatus for a week and I don't uh, go three days <laughs> seeing my phone. Yeah. It's frustrating to me sometimes. Yeah, I know. But it's also like, I don't want it. I, I don't, you know what, like, it just like, it, it, for a long time, it was making me upset, the internet, mm-hmm. you know, I was just getting bombarded with the news I didn't want to hear. Sure, I get it. Um, You know, the tr- trolls, uh, actual news, and I just was like, I don't need this. Mm. This is like my, the German lady. Oh, the German lady. I was I riding my bike. I was riding my bike, guys. And I was riding, and I was in my regular clothes, because this morning I left the house at 6.02, because uh, I wanted to leisurely, not sweat, dra- ride my bike to work. 7.1 miles to work, and uh, I uh, was riding, and, and uh, I was riding home, and a German lady pulled next to me, and she talking about my bike and she, she goes your bike you push uh, you you pedal i was like yeah i have to pedal otherwise it won't move <laughs> and she's like hmm my bike i pedal <laughs> i'm like okay uh, and i felt like she was like and i'm like trying to defend myself i'm like well this is my bike that has this is my e-bike uh, she's like, why? You have motor. I was like, well, it's pedal assist, but I'm also like, I just didn't want to drive my car today. You know, just trying to help the environment. And she's like, Pff. and I was like, my other bike's a road bike. She's like, I have other bike, also road bike. <laughs> I was like, and then, and then, and then I'm, I, I, the light changes and I'm, I'm, and she goes, your bike is piece of shit. She really hates a Trek bike that has a battery on it. And this is why I think cycling people are terrible gatekeepers. Horrible people, for the most part. I've never met anyone I've been like, you're a cool, great person, who then followed up uh, in life, gone, you know what I am? I'm a real, I'm a real cyclist. <laughs> Do you know anybody who cycles that you're like, this guy, this gal... This German lady, what a what a what a mensch! I dated a guy who was a semi-professional cyclist. Was he a mensch? No. Well, there you go. He was very intense and well, judgy. I mean, it's just like so. Like, yeah, so judgmental. Yeah. One time, guys, I was like, I told Dory this today. It was like 2007. I was pretty, you know, pretty heavy. I was in a Honda Civic Hybrid. 
and uh, you know, is turning, taking a left on from Fairfax onto Third, and uh, a bike guy was in the fucking um, crosswalk. Crosswalk, which you shouldn't even be in anyway. And uh, he says he told me he called me a fat ass. So sad. And I just was like so broken inside about it for like. <laughs> I mean, I'm still talking about this 11 years later. Yeah, and you remember exactly where you were. I do. Well, I have a sort of a photographic memory for hearing things. It's very strange. But, uh, yeah. I hate that that happened to you. Uh, I don't mind. Uh, but you do mind. <laughs> yes, I do mind. But then, like, this encounter with this cyclist just sort of brought that all back mm. to my head. And I was like, why are cyclists? What the fuck is your problem? You don't want people, I don't know, like the crosswalk thing, fuck that guy. You're not supposed to be in a crosswalk. You're supposed to be walking your bike if you're in a crosswalk. Yes, That true. is the law. Yep. Um, second, uh, this German lady today, why did she feel the need to talk about my bicycle? Why did she hate my bicycle? Was it because I had saddlebags and was wearing khakis? Like, did she not like that I wasn't f- like her backpack in a full-on cycling outfit like I'm fucking doing the seventh leg of the Tour de France. (laughs) Christ. It's just like, ugh. Why are you ruining my day? I'm going to go home to see my baby and my wife and you're making me upset. What's her problem? What did I need to say to her? I think I would have just been like, okay. and just I would have just ignored her. I said, hello, how are you? Like, I... Was, you initiated the conversation? I think so. Oh. I shouldn't have said hello. You should have just, like, yeah, I would have just ignored her, I think. The only time I get respect from bike people is when my focus, my road bike is on the roof of my car. <laughs> then cyclists see me and wave. It's crazy. I, I are, you, are you a nice bike rider? Let me know. Do we exist? One guy is a lighting guy at work, Tom, who rides in from Burbank every day. He's nice. He saw me this today on, on Beverly. Oh. Does he wear spandex? Yes. Does he clip in? Yes. Hmm. But he was like, I was saying to him, I was like, yeah, you saw me going back. I went the short, as the crow flies, the shortest way. He's like, I never take Beverly. I was like, I don't. I was like, I was like well, it was so early. It was 620 in the morning. I was like, that right lane of parked cars is usually pretty empty. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then we talked about a couple routes and had a nice conversation. He wasn't judging me, but I felt the need to be like, I wasn't wearing biking clothes today because I just was like, I'm going to take it easy. I'm not going to sweat. I took a shower right before I left. So <laughs> like having to explain myself to everybody on a bicycle in Los Angeles. <laughs> and then like the, the cyclists on Venice Boulevard, which has a bike lane, I uh, am constantly passing them. Right. Because they'll always look, they'll be like, they'll just like, I don't know, they just, at lights, they'll like, take off or something like that. They'll catch me or take off, and then I'm like, all right, but I'm going to pass you in about 10 seconds, and then never see you again. (laughs) And then I always do. I ring my bell. Ding, ding. I really hope and that... And I like to imagine that they go, what, what, what? I really hope that, that this woman doesn't strip the joy out of cycling for you. Oh, she's taking a lot of it away. 
I'm just like, what do I need to do? What makes me good enough for you, lady? But a w- person like I'm that. Just, what am I? Am I just too fat to be on a bicycle? A person like that is, you're never going to be good enough. Because, like, for I her. was riding down the fucking, the, you know, the last tweet I ever did was like three weeks ago, and I said, I'm apparently still fat enough that when I'm riding a bike uphill, strangers assure me that I can do it. <laughs> because it literally happened. I was like, yeah, I know I can do it. Shut up. Just let me fucking live my life. I'm not harming anybody. No. In fact, like you said, it's better for the environment. Yes. That you're riding your bike. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I can't see the actual reports. I don't know if this lithium-ion battery is a problem. You know, I don't know where the ore is being mined, and then we can go into that. Fucking six degrees of separation of pollution. I don't know, guys. Long story longer. If you're listening, German lady... And I bet you are, because us cyclists tend to be pretty infertile. <laughs> Best of luck to you. Anyway, what'd you do today? <laughs> wow. That was a serious question. No, I know, but I'm just thinking about how, like, what a what a horrible person that person is. I just didn't, I couldn't understand it. Why would you say someone else's something is a you're, piece of shit? you're a horrible person. Like, I don't get it. Like, I, were you killed by a Trek, like a Trek bicycle? Like, at some point in your life, like, did they harm your family in some way? That you felt the need to say this out loud? Or, I just don't understand it. Did a battery on one of her e-bikes explode and... <laughs> maim the part of her body that had her soul in it i don't know that was that's crazy to me that's crazy it's like if i walked into a i don't know if i like saw a kid trying to play guitar and he was playing like a a korean squire stratocaster like a, a beginner guitar never in my life would i ever even think to say your guitar's piece of shit yeah. Well, it's, that's crazy. Yes, I agree. That is so. I'm like, I hadn't even think, I thought of that analogy, but that's like exactly what that's yes. like. I, oh, uh, what? Is the kid having a good time? Is he trying? Is he enjoying himself? That's the joy. You fucking get out there and ride your bike, feel the wind. Oh my God. This woman is now. Tur- I'm, uh, I wanted to follow her. Oh no! <laughs> Just call whatever she. I was like, I don't care if she pulled up to the biggest mansion in Hollywood or love Beverly Hills. I would have been like, your house is a piece of shit. And I would have, <laughs> I would have ridden away. <laughs> Are you gonna ride tomorrow? I don't know. I hope you do. My joy's gone. No, you have to get it back. <laughs> don't let a, a mean German lady steal your joy. Mean German ladies steal joy. That's what they do. Um. But that's yeah. So it's just it's so. I, ugh, I, I can't even like imagine like if I like it was on a, you know, like a if I was on like a really nice vintage Harley and I pulled up next to a kid on a dirt bike and I said, "Your fucking your bike's a piece of shit." What? No, it's crazy. What? No, no one's doing that. No, did not care for it. Be nice to everybody. Why not you? Why? Aren't, why is it everybody nice? This drives me crazy. People should be nice. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, how was your day? 
Um, I spent a lot of it in synagogue because mm-hmm. today was Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. Happy Yoms. Um, so I got there. Synagogue I started at nine. I got there around nine thirty, nine forty. Whoa! You can just roll in like that. Yeah. Cray. Um. I left after the sermon, which is at like one fifteen. So it was pretty long. So you're just there all day. You're supposed to just... You're just there so you don't eat. Yeah, exactly. There's like different services. I heard a couple of... I heard a couple of stomachs growling today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I ate because I'm nursing. I I pumped in the middle of the service. Not in the service, but there's like a nursing room. So I went and pumped there. Um, It was nice. I was glad I went. I went with my friend, Danielle. And... uh, yeah, it was very uh, restorative. That's good. Yeah. What do you think about riding a bike there? Because don't. You might get yelled at. <laughs> yeah, I haven't ridden my bike in so what long. What a crazy... I'm still like I'm flabbergasted by this person saying this to me. I know. I just was like, was my bike... Is my bike... She upset that I spent money on an e-bike and didn't buy like a carbon fiber Cannondale. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly. She's upset that it's an e-bike. That's what she's upset but about. Why? Because in her mind, it's not like I'm not working as hard yes. as I should be. Yes, and that's why I'm fat. Probably. I, I don't know if she took it there, but she probably did. Guarantee you, she did. But she sucks. Yeah, she does. How old do you think she was? It's hard to say. A cycler, I can't, you can't, I think once a cycler hits 20, they can be anywhere from 20 to 60. Because <laughs> they're outside in the sun all day. Right. Their skin gets so wrinkly. And they're skinny. And they're so lean. Yeah. You're just like, I don't know, you're 50? <laughs> or are you 30? <laughs> I really couldn't tell you. Okay. My my instinct, if I didn't, if she wasn't on a bicycle and she was in regular clothing, I'd be like, "You're a 51 year old lady." Oh, okay. So she's like a a, a mean older German lady. I, I, look, I don't know. Maybe she's 20 and she's been biking since birth. Wow. In the sun. Wow. On the okay. autobahn. Okay. Anyway, Was are you she... that lady? Apologize to me. Right in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I ruined your day by having a shitty bike lady. Um, well, let's take a short break. <laughs> okay. I mean, look, we really have got to get to the actual stuff because we do. Is, we didn't even talk much, about Henry's much, eczema. Too much to unpack here. There was a lot to unpack. Oh my god! I have I have two saddlebags to unpack. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks. Tees 
and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. Henry has eczema. (laughs) (laughs) Probably given him by an old German lady. Oh, no, it's given to him by his mom. All right, so what do you want to say about it? I just want to tell everyone that Henry has eczema. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Well, we I, Henry has Dory's skin. I noticed that he had a rash, and I first I was like, maybe it's a heat rash, so we kept him inside for a couple of days, and like, it got a little better, but not that much better. So I did a video chat with his doctor, um, Dr. Priest, and she diagnosed him with eczema and drool rash under his uh, chin. DR. And he does, he's very drooly and he's often, I feel like that area especially often is very damp. (laughs) So. So he's got my sweaty neck pocket with your skin. (laughs) Yes. Oh boy. Worst of both worlds. Sorry. So been trying to keep the sweaty neck pocket dry today. Also putting, um, some emollients on him for the eczema and it, it already looks better. Um, I got him some yeah, special. I applied it last night. Yes, you did a very good I job. Solo bath time with dad. Yep. You did. I, I figured out how to put him in a towel, picking him up by myself. You did a great job. Really nailed it. 
I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so it looks a little better and we're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna stay vigilant. We've been putting, she told us to put, he has a like diaper rash cream. She told us to put that on the drool rash and it seems to be helping it get cleared up a little bit. Yeah, pretty soon. But he has like a little eczema around his eyes and around his mouth. He's just a baby. I know. I don't understand But why he's such a like, cute baby. Yeah, Sure. He's also making consonant noises. Guys, are you familiar with consonants? Now our son is. <laughs> and it's like, even when he's crying, when he's making consonant noises, it's just so cute. Yep, a lot of guys. Like, gah, 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 gah. <laughs> Yep, buh, duh. My money is on bow. That's his first word. Yes, bow. mine is too. So, if anyone wants to take the bet, I'll be in Las Vegas. <laughs> Um, just quickly before we get to the emails, a reminder that you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. Our website is excellentadventure.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. Our email is dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattandory at gmail.com and our phone number where you can leave us a voicemail as several of you did this week. 413-461-BABY. That's all true. Everything she said. Yep. All right. Your bike's a piece of shit. What? Oh. Lady. Why mean? Why is she mean? All right. So this first email is from Julia, who paused the pod to write in. About? And said, maybe y'all should record the Wednesday night after Naila services. Is that what we're doing right now? Yes. I did not go to Naila. I considered it but I didn't go. Is that where Hava Nayila comes from? Nope. Mm-hmm. It could be great to hear how Dory is going to take it being the new year and atoning and possibly setting some intentions for the year with that in mind. Y'all may need to get the babysitter for a couple hours then to nightly record. No, we, Henry's asleep. Henry's asleep. The night, this this post 6.30 p.m. recording has never been a problem for us. No. It's the problem is when we're recording and then I have to do like a star trek podcast or something or whatever and the night's taken yeah that's the problem guys but uh how do you feel do you, you ready to set some intentions what do they say yes yeah i mean i i think i said this on forever 35 but we're a gregorian family anyway all this whole jewish lunar year thing well i just feel like the or did i say this on excellent i can't remember no that the like I think starting the new year in September makes so or October makes so much more sense than starting in January. Explain yourself. January is just such a cold, dark month unless you live in Australia. And September, I don't know, there's something like nice about the fall. It feels like Yeah, but why start the cycle on death? What? You're starting the year in on death. What do you mean you're starting it on fall. death? Fall. Trees losing leaves but january it's the middle of the winter yes the most horizons we're in the dark Mm. we're in the thick of it and we're coming out Mm. i disagree well so does most of society disagrees with you so um so anyway so thank you julia for your for your concern that yes we did end up recording on on wednesday night okay i did make it back from work early on my shit bike mean lady So last week, as I think you all recall, um, we heard from someone whose husband was very anxious about potentially having a baby. 
And Matt said he was not anxious while I was pregnant. But Melanie disagrees. Uh, I'll hear it because I don't, I've put it all out of my head. Sorry, Matt, but as someone who's listened to the pod from the start and has a science baby two months older than Henry, I actually laughed out loud Mm -hmm. when you denied being anxious about the arrival of Bub. One story was about halfway through the pregnancy, your panic was palpable. You were both stressed about getting the house ready in time and having room for everything, but I remember you wondering how you would cope without any family around, if you would have time to play video games, if you would ever get to Vegas again. I distinctly remember big sighs followed by everything's going to change. Well, it has, because I don't have time for video games, and I can't go to Vegas anymore. What are you talking about? (laughs) He plays video games all the time, and he's going to Vegas this weekend. (laughs) I've been to... Henry, Henry is... How old is he now? He's going to be, he'll be six months in two weeks. In two weeks. And I've been to Vegas. I will have been to Vegas three times in his life. So that's a lot. It seems like not enough. Okay. Also, Dory, I was in the throes of mastitis while listening to the pod this week. I breastfed my daughter until 18 months without a hint of it, but got it this week with my six month old. Cheers, Melanie. I do remember, fully remember the panic about getting the house ready and not having enough space. Yes. That is full bore. I remember that. But I, I, I always, I never was, I don't feel like I was panicked about the actual eminence em, of the baby coming. But, you know, everything you're saying totally rings true. <laughs> so I'll believe you. Um, all right. Here's a voicemail. Hey, Matt and Dory, it's Jennifer Sika. I was just calling um, I had to stop the podcast because I wanted to let you guys know I absolutely loved your banter this week um, on the podcast arguing. Um, you reminded me of my husband and I. Um, but then you also started talking about music, and it kind of led me to a question for Matt, actually. Um, I have a six-year-old daughter who's quite petite, and um, she has lots of interest in music, and my husband and I have been battling about what we should do with her first whether to make her learn how to use the piano or she really has interest in the guitar, but she's quite small and I'm afraid that they don't make guitars big enough for her. Um, so I was just wondering your opinion on which one would be better. So anyway, um, and then of course I live in 1500 square feet in Eastern Pennsylvania with three adults, a six year old and a cat. Thanks guys. Love the podcast. They do make three quarter size guitars. They make small guitars for children. Um. Uh, I would say get you know she's interested. Get her lessons, and have her learn to read music. Because once you learn to read music and music theory, you can plug that over to the piano fairly easily. Uh, because the piano is laid out in a logical way, whereas guitars are not. <laughs> um. But yeah, that would sort of be my advice. I think, you know, seize the, seize, seize carpe, carpe diem, seize the day that that kid is interested in music and, 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 and nurture it. Uh, and I think you'll find that hopefully, if you, and, and I wouldn't push them towards, if they're not showing as much interest in piano, then don't make it something they don't want to be doing. You know, if they're showing interest in guitar, I assure you there are small enough guitars for uh, little ones. I think that's really good advice sure they'll learn the treble clef and not the bass clef but it's a pretty easy adjustment all right i don't know if they'll be able to sight read piano music unless they really learn piano point is you'll get everything you need to know from guitar okay here's another voicemail 
Hi, my name is Wes. I'm from Herndon, Virginia. I'm a big fan, but I've never called before. Mm. I paused Thanks. the pod in order to call and defend Matt and his level of stress. Thank you. Regarding becoming a father. I think there's two kinds of stress that we're talking about here. The emailer seemed to be talking about the stress associated with actually being a father, which is one type of thing. And the other kind of stress, which is probably what Matt had, and I know I did when I became a father for the first time, is actually getting prepared. You're not worried about being a dad because you're prepared to take care of the kid and love the kid. What the stress he, Matt was feeling and what I felt was, Making sure you get the crib ready and getting the stroller ready totally. and getting everything set and ready to go because you're a planner and you want to have stuff ready. Wow. So I'm married to a I'm planner. defending Matt. He was not stressed about becoming a dad. He was stressed about getting everything done. So that's just uh, my I, comment. I, I love the call podcast. Call anytime. And, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for what you do. Bye. Wes, call anytime you want. <laughs> just drop by. I thought you'd like this voicemail. <laughs> But I mean that you know, as we I was saying when Melanie emailed, I, I, that is the palpable that the, that is the thing I remember the most. Yeah, is just think about where we were. Think about your office. Yeah. Think about the fact that you had an office. Yeah. Think about the fact that we're sitting in a pretty functional two-person office. Yeah. And think about the fact that our son has a nice little room for himself. Yeah, I know. And it was a lot about the of fact work. that I was working until March 26th. Yeah. And I, I had to bust my ass to get that all done. And I was working so much that I had no time, and I was very panicked about that. Yeah. And I'm not a planner. Although I do like to have... I do like to be prepared. I'm not a planner, but I'm a preparer. Mm, good distinction. It is a very... It, it is a big distinction. Like, just the fact that I will put, lay out my clothes for tomorrow mm-hmm. isn't that I'm planning. It's that I'm preparing for a very quick turnaround in the mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the same thing goes for, like, if I'm, you know, like, I'll leave for Vegas after work on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to. It's not. I don't think of it as planning for me to have everything, like the car gassed, have gone to the bank, and um, have my stuff with me. I don't think of that as planning. I think of that as preparing to be able to leave when mm-hmm, I want to leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's a subtle distinction, but a distinct. It's not even subtle. I think it's a huge distinction. That's interesting. I, I think that's an important distinction that I hadn't ever really thought of. Like I'm, you know, I can. I'm ready for a lot of things. Like yeah. flashlight wise and all sure. that stuff. Yeah. Sometimes, you know. I gotta remember to bring a flashlight this weekend. You should bring my surefire. Two hundred and fifty lumens. You'll blind everyone. Where is it? It's used as a self defense weapon sometimes. Oh, well I might have to fight off it's got a little sp- there's like a little other moms. There's some ridges on the lens that you can actually use to crack skulls. Whoa. If you have to. Blind them, crack it. You probably can't take it on airplanes. Yeah, it's a flashlight. You're fine. <gasps> Where are you flying? I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, one thing that came up today, you know, California, PG&E is cutting off electricity to a lot of places in California. I don't know who that is. The utility company. Oh, okay. <laughs> because of wildfire dangers. Right. Because if it, the, if it arcs, 
right? Isn't that the thing? If it arcs and it, it can cause a cascade of more yeah, fire? because that's how the town of Paradise was incinerated was because of, you know, faulty power lines. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, the town that the place where we're going to the retreat is is on the list of towns that could potentially have their power cut off. But bring it. Bring it. You want to bring a lantern too? Maybe. I have a lantern. Maybe I should bring I that lantern. The, I use it all the time. I think that's actually a really good idea. And guess what? I have plenty of Procell D batteries for that lantern. Just in case. Let's gas it up before I take it. It's not gas, honey. It's just, no, I know. Just I, it was just a manner of speaking. Okay, it's ma- not, it's not kerosene. Okay. Um, all right. This is from Jess. Dory Matt. I'm writing today to respond to the listener with the overwhelmed husband. We are on our second round of IVF this year, currently waiting for the results of our PGS testing before we have our next transfer. We've been running straight from one, one round to the next without a break, so it's been a lot to handle. While my husband hasn't expressed anxiety about parenting, he's very worked up over the process. When our first PGS testing showed that only one of our six embryos was genetically normal and our first transfer didn't work, he was very clear that he didn't want to talk about the baby until he knew it actually existed. I too get frustrated because it is on my mind constantly and want to talk, even if it is about my fears that it won't work. Also about my own fears that it will work and shit, we suddenly have to deal with an actual baby. The first thing I try to remind myself is that, of course, our reactions are different. This is all happening to my body. And as supportive and kind as he is, he is not the one being stuck with needles and ultrasound, wands, gaining weight, etc. While I will talk about how I'm feeling physically on a given day, I do try to save my future baby fears for my therapist and journal. There are many days he surprises me and brings up the topic on his own. When he is ready to talk, I listen and try not to push. I also always give him an out when we are going to have extended family time because sometimes being around all the babies wears him down. In his defense, he's also an elementary school teacher and spends his days surrounded by little kids. The last thing that we found helpful is being open about what is happening. The whole point of this podcast is that IVF is isolating and the emotional toll is easier when you aren't alone. When we started the process, we both announced it with Facebook posts. We also set up an IVF and hopefully baby Instagram for our friends to follow if they wanted those types of updates. Since people know what is happening, he's approached at least once a week by a new coworker who did IVF, is doing IVF, etc. Interesting. This includes one of his male coworkers, and that has made the biggest difference of all. I think actually finding other men who have been in his shoes has been the best thing for him. I hope some of this was helpful. Good luck with your FET, Jess. Um, I think that was big for you, too. What do you mean? Like finding other guys who were going through it? Uh you know, I, I don't know. The podcast was always my outlet anyway, and I always talked about it regardless. Yeah, but even before we started the podcast, there you talked about it like a poker. Yeah, yeah. And there were guys there who had done Some it. Some overlap at yeah. uh, our doctors. Yeah. I mean, it's how we ended up with Wrangler. which it's is true. Which is how we ended up with Henry. Yeah. So we have to thank Ross and Liz. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Should take the dinner thing then for Henry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'll always. I don't know. I'm a big talker anyway. That's true. I did. <laughs> I, there was a. I was. I had Dana, who a lot of you who were uh, Phoebe listeners, you know Dana, who did our artwork for Phoebe, and did a bunch of it. He did that Nerdist poster that's over there in the corner, honey. That Iowa City one. Oh yeah, Danny was in town with his family, 
and his kids are real big Goldberg fans. And I said, uh, "Hey, you can come. You want if you, they ask, they come by the set." I was like, "Sure, come by today." And uh, I was like, well, I said to the kids, "I was like, what do you want to see first? You want to go to the? Do you want to see the set? Do you want to see the house? Because we're shooting in the dorm room." And we brought them over to the set, and I walked them through the bedrooms. And then uh, we walked over to the dining room, and there was a Sony tour in there. And then the Sony tour was going. Mm-hmm. And the girl leading the Sony tour said that we are shoot with one camera. And I had to go, actually, <laughs> we shoot with two. Wow. Sometimes three if we think it'll save us time. Um rarely but it'll happen and then i just they started i started answering their questions started telling them about the show (laughs) and it was uh you know what i enjoyed myself good they asked me they were all from they're all from a film school really yes and i said i was saying i said something to the effect of like it's you know shooting 14 hours a day is not it's not exactly anyone's idea of the dream but it's okay Sony ladies like these are actually all film students like oh (laughs) well guys I went to five schools (laughs) and I never finished (laughs) somebody asked me how I got started and then I went and I missed an entire half scene of coverage on the next stage because I was uh, giving a Sony tour of our set. <laughs> That's a very you story. It is a very me story, and it was a you know it was fun. And then you know what happened? I I rode my bike home and encountered the German lady, and she ruined my day. So I was all I was thinking about was that German lady, and then and then this this me talking brought up the Sony people. Anyway, <laughs> if you're ever in LA and you go on a Sony tour. You can usually find me hanging outside stage 21 and 22. Those are our stages. Um, on that note, I think we should, well, take another, we, we, should, we should take another break. All right. We'll be right back. Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, we're back. I'm still probably on stage 21 or 22. Um, all right, this next email is from Anonymous. Finally labeled my trailer because Leah Thompson was peeing in my trailer. Dear Matt and Dory, I hope I phrased this carefully. I thought carefully I left the door open. And thoughtfully. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, man, I left the door open in my trailer. And then Leah Thompson comes out. And I'm like, Leah. Doesn't she have her own trailer? Yeah, it's next to that. But they just had never had, I was like, Leah, that's, she's like, oh, I was wondering why there are like guitars in there. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. If you have struggled with infertility, how do you wrap your mind around being done with having children? We have two children after many surgeries, drugs, and IUIs, an easier road than some, but not one I want to go down again. I also had two hard pregnancies and C-sections. We are so happy with our two children. However, we are really struggling with one, having a vasectomy, 
Two, I refused a tubal. Three, even taking birth control. I think it was so hard to conceive these two. It seems almost crazy to prevent a possible 0.000001% miracle baby. Not really looking for answers, but I'm very curious if this is something other people think about to be done, but prevent the very thing you would have done anything for years earlier. Love, love, love this podcast and Forever 35. Thanks for keeping going in 700 square feet with a four-year-old, seven-month-old husband and a fish and you moving to China soon. Where are you? Where are they? I don't know. They, they must, must be in be Manhattan. Manhattan or, or one of the boroughs. Uh, okay. Good question. What do you think? I agree. It is a weird thing to think about. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I sort of try to wrap my head around Henry being an only child. I haven't gotten there yet. I mean, I, I didn't say I was there. I said I tried to wrap my head around it. Yeah. I don't. Part I don't, of me is like, thank God. Sure. Imagine doing that all over again. I mean. I mean, I was looking at like, I didn't send them to you because I didn't want you to be like have to think about it but like there i mean there are pictures of you on my phone just out cold after that fucking birth and there's like a henry next to you and you're just like so ugh, you're just in so much uh post having your body ripped open haze yeah you know it's a lot it is a so lot. to think about the idea of going through that again i mean i didn't care for that at all i know you didn't I don't like to see you in uh, pain or upset or, uh, you know, I worry about you. And I don't want to see you do that again. These dumb babies. To come out somehow. I know, but in the in the grand scheme of life, it's like a small, you know. It's not. It's, it's, a, it's the most traumatic yes, experience of our relationship. But I'm talking about time-wise. No, I'll never forget you. I just didn't even care about our baby at the time. I know. It was very... It was very, I mean, it was it was tough on both of us. Yeah. And then the recovery was really hard, too. I know. Could you imagine trying to sleep train another kid? I mean, yes. What? <laughs> Ugh. Anonymous, you're a jerk. Why would you bring this up? I can't. I can't even. I, oh, no. I can't even think about it. The idea of, like. And then having to do IVF again. Oh my god! I know. I I, I don't. I How don't, torturous are you? I don't think it can happen for us. So, but like that doesn't mean that you didn't say we're not going to try, which is the most terrifying thing you've not said. I don't know. I'm how, not putting I don't you know on the spot. You don't have to answer it. Obviously. Also, you like need, need time to. Think I about it. You can't. You can't get pregnant for a year anyway. It's also like not just my decision. <laughs> Isn't it? No. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Whose decision is it? It's our decision. Ugh. We've never had our decision anywhere ever, guys. It's always Dory's decision. That is not true. And I just want Dory to remember. Uh-huh. I'm a martyr. Yep. <laughs> Hi. What do you want? You would be happy. That's not an answer. It is, though. Really. It's like, if I, I'm not going to like, if you're like, I need to have another, I'm not going to be like, uh, no, I'm leaving if we don't. What the hell would I do? I'd be like, okay. Yeah, but I want you to be happy. Uh-huh. I'm pretty happy with the kid we have. So there's your answer. He's a pretty good kid. He's a great kid. So why test it? What if we got the colicky one next time? 
What if we got the one who didn't sleep? What if that was the next baby was the one who was like, just you wait, Every, everyone was saying to us. The just you wait baby? The just you wait baby. Just you wait, baby. I don't know. Yeah, well, certainly. Uh, Food for thought. Topic to discuss. Tune into season three. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. We. I mean, if we had more embryos lying around, it'd be more. I know, more. I know. We do not, though. I know. God, everyone, please help us. (laughs) I want a house. Let's do IVF. What? That doesn't work together. Oh, boy. Thanks, Anonymous. Thanks, German lady. It could have been the German lady writing in. What if she's my nemesis? It was. What if the German lady wrote into the podcast and then said this to me today because she wants to ruin my mood? It was definitely the German lady writing it. Oh, you are so mean, German lady. Um, Okay, we got a lot of feedback. Baby touching. Baby touching. And we got several great suggestions. Um, Since we're running a little short on time. I mean, let's let's figure it out because we had no answers. Well, we got... These were my favorite suggestions. One is from... A Minnesotan. Oh, so, that seems like prime baby touching. Yes. Land. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play this. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Lisa. Um, I'm calling from Minneapolis, and I just wanted to call and respond to the listener um, who asked about how to react when people touch her baby without permission. Um, first of all, I think this is totally a Midwestern thing. Um, I'm in Minnesota, and I see this happening all the time. Um, actually one couple I know that had premature twins put a sign on their stroller and it said, our babies are immunocompromised, please don't touch them, (laughs) um, which seems to work. But the suggestion I wanted to call in with comes from another friend, um, and she always responds by saying, oh, shoot, he's got hand, foot, and mouth disease. You should probably go wash your hands. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Which I think is like the perfect passive-aggressive thing for Minnesotans. So, um, just wanted to throw that suggestion out there. Thanks. That's pretty funny. Um, we got a similar suggestion from Sarah in England. To say that he has hand, foot, and mouth disease? She said, I too hated when strangers, old people, would try to touch my baby. My <laughs> strategy, old people, right? My strategy to put them off would go something like this. Germy old person. Oh, what a lovely, happy baby. Dory's doing accents. <laughs> She's trying to read her own book next time for the audiobook. Me. I know, right? I'm so lucky that he slash she is so chirpy, even when they're full of a cold. It's such a shame. Children are such germ spreaders. Nine out of of 10 times, the well-meaning strangers will recoil and we would wander away untouched. If they seem to be lingering, I might pull out the hand sanitizer out of our changing bag for good measure. Love the podcast from Sarah. Um, She says, I have no idea what square footage, but we're in a three-bedroom, three-story townhouse with two adults, two children, and one boisterous border collie dog. We're moving to a five-bedroom property Whoa. soon, and I'm looking forward to having more space for my engineer husband's hobbies, which include, but are not limited to, you ready? Yeah. Beer brewing. Loving it. Car restoration. Loving it more. Drumming and guitar. I'm way on board. Sim racing? Yeah, it's uh, like people will build out full-on racing simulators, like driver's seat, like, uh, oh. cock- like a whole car cockpit with screens that will wrap. Oh. Around the... Uh, okay, well, her husband's into that. I love this And also guy. cooking pizza in a pizza oven in our garden. 
You know, I'm pretty much on board with Sarah's husband. You have a lot of engineer tendencies, I think. Well, I'm a terrible home engineer. Yes. Yeah. And your dad's an engineer. I'm terrible at all things because of no schooling uh, in that field. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, uh, boy, I love a solution, though. You do. You're solution-oriented. I do love finding out. I do love thinking. I, 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 I like to... I like to find the easiest way to do things mm -hmm. and the most logical way to do things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why I'm great to have around in a situation where we need to get something from A to B. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So many baby touching. Yeah. But several people had the suggestion of saying that the babies were sick. <laughs> Uh, look, I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. Um, okay, this is from Crystal, who wants to know, what are you planning on doing with your mosaic embryo? What? Crystal, shh. Have you talked about this recently and I missed it? No. On Spermcast recently, Molly was talking about how some mosaics self-correct and that doctors will be more or less willing to transfer it depending on the type of mutation. Do you know the type of mutation you have? Thanks, Crystal. Thousand square feet, Central Virginia, two adults, and one almost two-year-old. I love that you're checking out Molly's sperm cast. Uh, Molly got some really bad news. Oh, no. None of her embryos made it. Like, they they, they, they all made tested. It to blast no, they made it to blast, and she, the ones she tested, none, none of them were genetically more. normal. Correct. Did she have some mosaics? I think she had I think listen she to had the some latest mosaics. sperm cast and figure yeah. that out. So... Um, Kind of a bummer. That is a bummer. We have uh, not a mosaic, but a chromosome abnormality. We have a, a micro deletion on the long arm of chromosome two. And they don't know what that is yet. Correct. Because again, some science moves faster than other science. They've figured out how to detect that, but they don't know what that means. Yeah. I mean, there's probably millions of people walking around with these like tiny micro deletions and we just didn't know. What if they're all sociopaths? They might all be sociopaths. We don't know. We don't know. What if they're all super friendly? What if they're all like the, the super friendliest people in the world? What if they hate bikes and call other people's bikes pieces of shit? That is a micro deletion. <laughs> I'd like to micro delete that lady <laughs> from my biking path. Um, we got a couple emails about baby equipment and it made me think that we should devote an episode to talking about baby equipment. A baby equipment episode? Yeah. This sounds like one of your Forever 35s where you're like, let's talk about our favorite serums. I don't listen to the show, obviously. That's exactly how we sound. <laughs> I say, Kate, let's talk about our favorite serums. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Anthony and I should record an episode for April 1st. That is what we think Forever 35 is. No, we're going to interview you and Anthony for the show. Well, that'd probably be good because when we drop this episode of <laughs> he and I doing Forever 35. Oh, that'd be so funny to me. I'd really enjoy that. Maybe you should host the male version of Forever 35. I do. It's called James Bonding. <laughs> it's on hiatus. I know. You want me to do it? You want me to fire it back up? Right no. Now? Just for no reason? Nope. So I'll nope. see ya. No, you. I'm gone on Saturday. Nope. Um, okay. We'll be back soon, though, because there's going to be a pretty soon, there's going to be a trailer coming. Oh, boy. For uh, No Time to Die. Um, 
so Haley was wondering what our carrier is, and it is the Happy Baby Carrier. An HBC. Yep. Global. An HBC. Um, I'm a big fan. You are? Um, what are you talking about? This is your carrier? Is the, this? the baby carrier that I that Oh, I use? that's your carrier. That's yes. the brand of your carrier. Yes, it's called the Happy Baby Carrier. I didn't know that. I'm learning with the audience. Uh, okay. I thought you were like spotting a new carrier. I thought this was what? like a, this felt to me like it was going to turn into like a Today Show segment where we invite <laughs> baby expert Dory Shafrir in to demonstrate the hottest baby tech. <gasps> what? You know, because you were talking about like, we should do a baby equipment episode. And then I thought you were going to somehow present new things to me right now. <laughs> I thought you had a segment producer and had all this worked out. No. Guys, you should go find Dory looking uh, on, on the Today Show talking about Chelsea Clinton's wedding. <laughs> it wasn't on the Today Show. Ah, Good Morning America. I don't want to talk CBS about it. CBS this morning. It, it's not on the internet anymore. <laughs> you got it scrubbed. Yep. Um, and she also wants to know any baby gear that has become a must-have as Henry has grown. I'm going to table that for now well you know should we talk about baby tables no okay um but she also wanted to say a quick thanks to both of us for taking the time to continue the pod i'm sure it's a lot with the baby but i also know how much it helps couples dealing with the trials of infertility actually having something to look forward to about mondays made going through ivf and now pregnancy so much easier you guys are the best Haley, and three thousand square feet Wow. In San Diego. Haley, spread out a little. With two adults, one crazy dog, and a very, very soon a new science baby. That's so much square feet. It is. Um, and Lynette wants to know, how has the Fisher Price Baby Dome been working out? Been debating on if I should get one. <laughs> Don't. Lynette, I got to tell you, I was, used it. I was so excited to get this baby dome. It was like the thing I was the most excited about. And we used it, I think, twice. He was like, he was just not. I don't know. It was like it was like it was a, a little a, harder to set up than it should have been. I guarantee you it was because of the fact that we left it in the bedroom and we never had him in there. We always had him out in the living room yeah. or in his room. Yeah. And when he was in our room, he was breastfeeding. He wasn't Right. And when he was in the living room, we ended up getting the bassinet attachment for the Yeah. So he was in the bassinet. So and also we have bow and we have bow and it was on the height. and it was on the floor and that was an issue that I hadn't totally considered and I also had this vision that we would be like taking him outside a lot but like I had no Dory is someone who really enjoys the outside for someone whose skin hates the outside I like I like nature I, it's so weird to me I hate the sun you all know this right the sun does not. Uh, the sun and I are fine together. Like we'll work out a thing where it tans me, but uh, I hate it. That's why for our honeymoon, you know, well, four years ago, we went to London and Iceland. I don't love the sun. What I like a being. Dream. I like being outside. There's a difference. UK and Iceland. Oh, I'd go back right now. It's probably pretty chilly. Um, Caroline wants to know what is our plan for dealing with daylight savings time ending in early November? Will you adjust any sleep schedules for Henry leading up to it or just let it be? No, we'll push him. Yeah, I think we will try to we'll adjust slide his bedtime. Fifteen minutes a yeah. day. Exactly. Um Because quite frankly, it's not and I always run into that. I was talking about this today at Video Village. Um I 
am often torn between whether or not to say goodbye to you in the morning because I know that Henry's on my tails and he's going to wake up not long after I leave. And I know you can't fall back asleep as a person. Correct. So I'm just like, if we like worked out a thing where you were like, just go, then I would, I would not wake you. Uh, you should just go, but if you just go, you should leave through the front door. That's what I would do if the yeah. if our deal was to go. Yeah, that can be our deal. All right. Because uh, today I was like, it's like 6.02, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I and you did bye. wake me up this morning. Of course. Yeah. I said bye. Yeah. Which I appreciate, but you did wake me up. Well, you heard it here first, everyone. If she complains about me never saying goodbye. Well, you'll learn. My only hesitation is like, what if something bad happens to you? Like, what if a mean German lady, like, well, that's why we don't ever go to bed angry, attacks you. That's why we don't go to bed angry. Okay, that's, maybe you could say goodbye to me at that's night. That's probably the rule. That's probably our biggest, I think, uh, the biggest thing, I think, uh, at least on my end, I think, that has uh, helped us have a semi successful marriage is the fact that I don't really. That's what I tell people, too. It's like, don't go to bed angry. I've actually read that it's okay to go to bed angry. I'm sure it is, but mentally for me, it puts me in a much better place. I, hear that. I would love to not. Why would I want to be angry? I hear going that. to sleep. I get it. What am I, a German lady? Mm. No offense to any nice German ladies out there, but if you're the mean German lady. Okay. She was not Austrian, she was German. How do you know? I know the accents. I studied accents in accent school. I know a little German. Whatever. That's from uh what's that what's that Charlie Sheen movie? What are you talking about right now? <sighs> I know a little German. What's that Charlie Sheen movie? <laughs> Top secret. Charlie Sheen? Isn't it Charlie Sheen? No. Val Perhaps my lecture was unwarranted. I am grateful for. Oh yeah, Val Kilmer. Well, you know, I think you'd really like America. You just confused top secret and hot shots. Yes, I did. Jesus Christ! How did I get married to this person? That's all right. I know a little German. He's sitting over there. Great scene. Um. Okay. They probably pan to a little German in later Hosen. Um. Okay. That's to sell the visual joke there. You know? Chad says, I have a work question for Matt. Shoot. In last week's episode of Schooled, mm-hmm. who came up with Lainey's singled out reference? Was it you? I saw that Andy wrote Schooled season premiere, Schooled season premiere, which made me wonder how the writing works for both shows. Are there separate writing rooms or just one? And how does the fact that both shows use the same sets, the school, work in practice? And he's in 902 square wow. feet with two adults and one 18-pound Maine coon cat in Connecticut. Wow. That's a big cat, I think. I don't know cats. That, I think that is a big cat. Uh, Andy is Andy works on school. Uh, and he'll be there until, I think, if schooled, if schooled episode order is wrapped up before our order is done... Goldberg's is doing 24 episodes this year. Then Andy will come back over to Goldberg's. But it is a separate room. We have, The shows operate separately. Uh, almost entirely. Uh, we do share an Adam Goldberg brain of stories. Um, 
And as far as sets are concerned, we don't share sets as much as people think. They have their own school hallway. They have their own gym, I believe. The thing that we do share now is the auditorium. Oh. Uh, Which we have used once this year. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's the same production staff end, like our head of production is the head of production for both shows and uh their ad was rad so like there's a lot of like cross-pollination and uh it's a very it's easy for us to schedule around each other if we need to particularly like we need an actor they need an actor right um but yeah that's how the shows exist singled out joke i don't know that wasn't me Feels like it might have been Matt Edsel. Mm. Um, but yeah, those show that they're on the second floor. We're on the third floor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Veronica has a question about Great British Bake Off. Yes. So why do you think that they wear the same clothes for both days? Or do you think in reality they do it all in one day? I've been pondering this all week as I very impatiently wait for baby to arrive. Two days past my due date. Hope all is well, Veronica. Wait, they don't wear the same clothes they for both do, days. They do. They do? They do, and it's for editing purposes. If they want to pull a shot from another bag. No, no, I get it, but I oh, think sorry. Prue doesn't wear the same clothes both days. It's not Prue they she? care about. It's the, it's the... And I don't know. I haven't really paid that much attention. To, uh, I feel like Noel is always in the same terrible shirt for mm. the entire episode. I don't think they do it all in one day. I agree. I don't think they do it all in one day. And I think it's in they put them in the same they're in the same clothes for both days definitely because of editing um and you know i, I i've said this to dory i'll say it to you out there i've i've so often wanted to read out on how an episode of the bake-off is produced but i'm so afraid of somehow getting a spoiler for some season i secretly haven't seen that i don't do it so if you work for Channel 4 and, and and you're out there and you know how an episode is produced or if you're a person who's read that article that probably exists somewhere and can do it to and can relay it back to me without spoiling it, I would love to know. I know that they're home all week practicing their signature yes. bake. I also know that they can, you know, they make their presentation platforms and stuff for the... Uh, showstopper Mm -hmm. so you know they know those two things going in do you think they stay in that house where do they stay home no they can't all stay home like on the weekend they can't all stay at home they're from all Uh, over the country england's the size of california they have to stay somewhere overnight sure then they stay at a nearby inn okay (laughs) all right and this is from ashley the one who controversially prefers savory bakes to sweet. I can't believe this. I wanted to let you know that there is a bake-off after show called An Extra Slice, hosted by the hilarious Joe Brand. It has a rotating panel of comedians and baking professionals where they discuss that week's show. They have small bits of unseen footage that usually makes some sort of pun or dad joke, show some funny baking fails, and have an interview with the baker that left that week. It can be hard to find in the States, but I manage it from Texas every week. The show starts with, by British numbering, Series 4, the one with Nancy, Louise, and Richard. Uh-huh. 
Sorry if I'm behind, but it's taking me a while to catch up with my 10-week-old science baby who doesn't like it when I do anything for myself. Ashley, 3,200 square feet, two adults, one science baby, and an ever-rotating cast of family that's visiting said science baby. Well, that is... Why why the fuck Netflix doesn't pay for that after show to be on is beyond me. Great question. Probably because they don't want to have to blur out Bake Off. Right. <laughs> and that's the other thing too. I always want to know because, like, there was one year I, you know, a few years ago they s- sort of just cut around the cake plate. Yeah, the celebratory cake plate, yeah. and now they clearly show one that says "Bake Baking Show," mm-hmm. Great British Baking Show. So that tells me they're shooting two of these plates, right? And I mean literal. I don't mean like a plate, like in the TV sense of shooting a still image and then. Well, it seems like they're, I mean, at least they're shooting two voiceover, they're recording two voiceovers of. A thousand percent. And they're saying, they're saying they're doing the intro a couple times. Yeah, the intro. Uh, Just as a pickup line, which is fine. I mean, we do that on the show sometimes. We can't clear a certain Nintendo game. We do it. We tape it both ways and then whatever we clear goes. Um, But on the other side, uh, I do wonder if they shoot that plate, that literal handing of the cake the cell, you know, it's the it's like the Master Chef trophy yes. of baking. I know. All right, <laughs> this brings us to the end of the show. Yes, you can support us on Patreon if you'd like more of this show. Uh, two bonus episodes a month if you if you support us at the ten dollar level. If you're at the five dollar level, uh, you get your name read on the podcast every month. Five and, and you above. and you get one bonus episode, and you get a whole bonus episode. If you join now, you get our entire you get full access to our whole back catalog, which is quite extensive at this point. And a big thank you to all of our supporters, including Diana, Edwina Morgan Bodo, Emily McNaughton, Erica Brown, Aaron. Here comes the Gudge, Aaron Turley, Evelyn Schmevelin, Greta Truitt, Hannah Crowder, Heather Nelson, Helen R. B. Jane Callahan, uh, Jennifer Sika, Jennifer Floyd, Jennifer Steele, Jess Branch, Jesse Hendricks, Josh Berkeley, Julie Phillips, Kane McCall, Caitlin Young, Catherine Shimmins, Katie Heimer, Katie Regan, Katie Tavy, Katrine Barrison, Kelly. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Kim Mestra. Kimberly Shepard. Christopher Fonagy. Hey, Lila Arshid. Laura Dodge. Laura Madge. Laura Rosenblum. Lauren. Lauren Houston. Lauren Luther. Leslie Shoup. Lex Conant. Liesel. Lex Conant. He's got it on Jingle now. Uh, Lily Avalar. Linnea Funsel. Maggie Fleming. Amanda Johnson. Margaret Metcalf. Marie Morgan. Uh... Martin Hedegaard Peterson. Maud Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Megan Murphy. And Magana Prasad. And Melinda Phelps. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast and listening to the podcast and just being you. Uh, best of luck out there. Uh, if you're going through it, just uh, keep on keeping on. Yep. We're all here. We sure are. All right. Bye. Bye. And if you're a German lady who was mean to me, why are you so mean? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>